uh, let's turn to uh, another really important and developing story because uh, we've had uh, the announcement of three days of national mourning uh, declared in Greece after at least 78 migrants died when the boat they were in capsized. More than 100 were rescued after the fishing vessel sank off the country's southern coast. But survivors have suggested as many as 750 people may have been on board, including around 100 children. The ship was thought to have been travelling from Tobruk in Libya to Italy when it capsized around 80 kilometres southwest of Greece. The bodies of some of those who drowned have been brought to the port of Kalamata, where the survivors are also being treated. Well, earlier on the programme, uh, I spoke to Dimitri Hariotis, who is a Red Cross volunteer in Kalamata. He described what he's seen through the course of today. There were a lot of pain on the faces of the survivors. The people have already been on this boat for days. They have uh, suffered the, the lack of uh, water and other basic supplies during uh, their trip. And uh, unfortunately, they end up with this uh, wreck. It was a tremendous feeling to see all these people who survived, seeking for their family, their friends, their beloved persons around having no answers to the questions what have really happened. That must be very, very distressing to, to witness that. Uh, in terms of the conversations you've had, what are people saying to you about the, the sorts of numbers that were on this boat, roughly? The numbers, uh, as we discussed with uh, survivors, are similar to the numbers you have just mentioned. Uh, they. Uh, think that uh, the boat was uh, filled with uh, maybe more than 700 people. Most of them uh, most likely have uh, very little chances to survive after all these hours that have already passed from since the accident. Well, uh, let's go live now to Athens and talk to Anna Pantelia, who's a humanitarian worker who was uh, on a search and rescue boat in the central Mediterranean uh, last year for six months. So welcome here to the programme. Uh, an absolutely horrifying story. Uh, uh, your thoughts on the details that have emerged so far? Yeah, to be honest, it's very painful to having to witness again something like what I witnessed last year around these days where we had uh, witnessed a similar incident with a boat that uh, actually sank and we were late the moment we arrived for the rescue. Already 30 people have lost already their lives and 100 others were trying to hold themselves on a, on a dinghy. Um, back then, you know, women uh, reported to us that they have lost children. We have a woman who lost both her children earlier before we arrived. We had uh, unaccompanied minors um, that they tried to help their friends and they couldn't. People were traumatized and I, I, I cannot help uh, but think how these people that they are now in Kalamata are feeling after having to witness uh, this tra tragedy. And uh, as uh, Dimitris mentioned before, uh, these people often stay in the middle of the sea for days without supplies, without food um, or water to drink. Um, and all of, all of these people, they are fleeing from Libya, where I guess we all know by now um, that they are treated horribly in the detention centers. They have been tortured. Women uh, have been raped. 
And after they escape that, they have to go on such journey. And oftentimes... And they're, sorry to interrupt you, but they're, they're often heading to Italy and not Greece. Uh, the Greek authorities uh, stressing today that uh, help was offered to the boat, but turned down. Do you think, despite it being turned down by the, the boat's captain, there should have been an earlier intervention from the Greek authorities, from the EU authorities, who saw what was happening on this boat, saw how overloaded it actually was? Yeah, exactly. Tobruk is just right south of Crete. Actually, the closest European, let's say, soil that they could reach was Crete. But they decided to go to Italy because they know that if they, they will be stopped by the Hellenic Coast Guard, most probably they will be beaten, they will be pushed back uh, in the sea, left alone in a life raft, as we've seen tens of reports uh, about all these pushbacks. But of course, it's not only Greece. Uh, we have seen the same exactly in, uh, in Italy, where the European Union is funding the Libyan Coast Guards to do exactly the same. So we see that this is, you know, a political choice of Europe, basically. Uh, and what is the answer in your view? Because uh, in terms of numbers of people making the crossing, is that rising across the Mediterranean at the moment? Uh, you know, the, the, the UNHCR just published the numbers of people that they are displaced, you know, globally. And this number has doubled since 10 years ago. 2012, we had 42 people, 42 million people actually being displaced. And now we are reaching over 100 millions of people ha who have been displaced. Uh, the numbers, yes, they are increasing. But, you know, this, this deterrence policy will not stop people from crossing. Um, and taking uh, journeys like this. I think if we want to, to speak about realistic answers, we have to, to seek legal pathways, both for legal migration, but also asylum procedures, that they don't uh, put people's lives in risks. Yes, we were hearing that uh, on BBC Radio only early this morning with an EU spokesman uh, talking about uh, the need to look at legal pathways and we'll speak to him on this programme Verified Live in about an hour or so. But uh, Anna Pantelia, thank you so much for joining us here on the programme there live from Athens.